Alright, welcome everybody to yet another edition of the Unqualified Podcast with your host Greg Lamb, yours truly right here. And today I bring a very, very special guest with me, Mr. Tyrell Jackson, host of the Technically It's Real radio show. Introduce yourself, my friend. Hey, how you doing? My name is Tyrell Jackson, born and raised in Cleveland, Ohio. First generation of my entire family born of me. Oh, where, where were you guys from uh, past that? So my dad is originally from Oakland, California, and my mother is from Savannah, Georgia. You a Raiders fan? Uh, I am not. What? Why not? Because I'm a Browns fan through and through. I'm a Clevelander, not an Oakland. Okay, guy. okay. You, you spent a lot of time down there? Uh, I have not been to California, so I really don't know that side of my family on my father's side. Uh, my mother's side, I spent a lot of time in the South, especially when I was younger. Oh, gosh, you gotta you gotta make a trip out to, to to Cali, man. Oh yeah. Oh man, it's it's so, all right. This is this is the most Ohioan thing I could possibly say. Every single time I travel to a nice area like like California or whatever, rained the entire time I, I was there. They got really? Their entire year's rain for the freaking ten days that I was there. Every time I go on a trip, there is never rain. Wow. Like when I the last time I went on a trip out of state was in Dallas back in 2018 to go see my father, and it did not rain not a single day. I swear, no matter where I go, it's like like I was in Colorado for, I went there in like August. You know when it doesn't rain in Colorado? August. Oh, And it man. snowed. Oh, what? It oh, so snowed. you was in the mountains yeah, over there. Not really. Wow. <laughs> it should not have been snowing when I was there. It's just like, <laughs> just though it knows I live in Cleveland. But anyway, past all those uh, things that don't really matter to what we're talking about, we're doing the Unqualified Podcast, and that basically means that I'm the least qualified guy that there is, so I wanted to bring my pal, my buddy, who's a little bit more qualified than me, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, what he's doing. So um, you're an OMS student, Ohio Media School alum, just like me. Yes, sir. What brought you here? Uh, Just my passion for media, just my passion uh, to really talk sports, but I've kind of learned that I like doing other things like video production and stuff like that. Um, I've always wanted to come to this school since I was a kid, so it kind of took me a minute to get that courage to come here, but when I finally did it, I think I've made the best choice. I've already gotten opportunities uh, that I wouldn't have without this school. I've already met some excellent people, some lifelong friends. So, I mean, this has been an absolutely amazing experience so far. Yeah. So uh, what's uh, what's keeping you here then? Like, what, what's what's the, the goal out of this? Like, where, where are you trying – where are you going to see yourself after – out of this school where i see myself after is just uh, i want to get into sports media so anything that do like 92 3 the fan or uh, or espn cleveland or something like that but i do want to get into sports media i always envision myself having my own sports radio show i'm kind of living that right now with technically it is real um but outside of that i want like something where everybody in northeast ohio can hear my voice and hear my opinions and hear my takes and stuff like that like i've always been opinionated about sports like even when i was like five years old (laughs) In the barbershops, I'm schooling old dudes about about sports and everything. And they just looking at me like, yo, how old are you? And I'm like, I'm five. And they'd be like, how you know all this history? I was like, I pay attention. <laughs> so um, it, it's, it's always been a passion of mine. And I think it's time to make that step and make a career out of it. That's great, man. So uh, you said technically it's real. So I guess this is technically we're unqualified today. Yes. Just had to drop that joke in there. Uh, I've been waiting to do this podcast with you for a while, and I've been waiting to say that for Appreciate a while. It. Uh, tell me about that show, which, uh, by the way, I'm a guest on all the time, and it's a blast to do with you. That's why I want to do this podcast with you, but 
What, what, what is what does it mean? What is technically? It? So technically, it is real is a phrase that because I'm a wrestling fan, so it's a phrase that wrestling fans say when someone comes up to you and be like, "Hey, you know it's fake. Why do you watch it? You know, that's like a little end." So and you go, "Well, technically, it is real because of the injuries and the the physicality that the, that the wrestlers have to go through and endure and all the traveling and stuff like that." So I always said it was technically it is real. I remember having a session about you know, training on the board operations for the stations. And it was like, hey, just go on live and just talk. And I went, hey, this is Tyra Jackson, but technically it is real. And it just stuck. And now it's more of a sports and music show. And still, you can still say technically it is real because a lot of people like to say sports is rigged and, and, it's, and it's all fixed and stuff like that. And just a way to keep my innocence and keep myself away from that, I say technically it is real. I like that, man. That's that's uh. Uh, that's a name I could see going somewhere. Like, it's certainly something that I really uh, – I, I see that, that your passion for. You can hear it. If you're in the building when you're recording the show, you can literally hear your passion for it from the front of the building. He, this dude's one of the loudest human beings I've ever met in my life. <laughs> and especially when you – like, that, that's what basically my whole thing is anytime I'm on your show is I try to get that volume. I want you to have to turn down your levels. But mm-hmm. that is my goal. I want to hear Tyrell <laughs> Jackson screaming. You try to piss me off on purpose just yeah. so I can turn my volumes down. And you say things that you know triggers me when it comes to uh, sports talk and everything. Like, watch this, listeners. Uh, Jamarcus Russell. Oh, Jesus Christ. See? See? Two words. The, Two the, words. The man, the man didn't even watch tape. He didn't even watch tape. They gave him a blank tape, told him to go watch it. He was like, yeah, let's do all the plays. And they're like, this is a blank tape. He wouldn't know that. Ugh, missed talent. Immense talent. Speaking of that, it's a very different situation because obviously he's already had a lot more success. Would you hear uh, about Kyler Murray talking about how he doesn't watch tape? You know what? That don't surprise me because he got that philosophy of screw it. DeAndre Hopkins is down there somewhere. So, and once he lost DeAndre Hopkins, you saw the productivity of the offense of the Arizona Cardinals just go downhill from there. He needs to start watching tape because that man is a once in a generational talent and he needs to stop playing around with his talent like that. Yeah, it's insane. Brings me to like the the question of like like us, you know, like being media professionals. Obviously, we're not doing with our bodies as much, but like, how can't people be here? How can't people like want to like? One of our, our teachers has been in the radio for like going on five decades. Don't let him hear me say that. But like, how how can you possibly not want to take advantage of the resources that you have just at your disposal? And like, when you're a freak like that, when you run a four three forty and can throw mm-hmm. a ball seventy yards down the field, like it's nothing. Like how how isn't that your entire life is just living breathing tape? Like I want the fact that you and I watch more tape than that right. guy does, and like my forty is about five two last I checked. I, I don't know what my forty is, but it'd probably be like a seven or eight. I, I always call myself an unathletic Neanderthal because I can't do nothing but it. Man, I can sit there and just break down film, especially when it comes to football, all day every day. And I just and I just I think it's crazy because like I can throw the ball like thirty five yards or something like that if I'm really trying, which is good for you know a middle school quarterback, I guess <laughs> you know. But like I, I just like if you got that talent, like I don't get how you don't sit there and watch film. And Kyler Murray's not the only one. Michael Vick didn't watch film early on. Uh, ben Roethlisberger didn't watch film early on. It's like Vick said it himself. He said if I watch film like I did on the later half of my career when I was with Atlanta, I would be much better than what I was. And it's facts. And it's facts. Yeah, some guys just get by on their athleticism, and that's it. Like, it's insane. It's insane that they can have, like, they're, they're literally just a body. Like, yeah. and they're just all reaction and stuff like that. It's unbelievable. And then you get, look at dudes who, like, Peyton Manning, who, like, 
Guy had a good arm. His arm wasn't that great. No, he, he never had a great arm. He, he's a genius. That's literally why he's a football genius, and that's why he had any uh, the amount mm-hmm. of success he had. Or someone like Drew Brees, it looks like me going out there, like some five ten. Right, right. His arm wasn't great. Is it at the end, like Peyton Manning at the end of his career threw fifty five touchdowns mm-hmm. without a shoulder. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But I say this about Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning is like that dude that he's not gonna wow you with the the arm strength, like. When when you think of guys with arm strength, you think I would even sit back and say you think of Jamarcus Russell. Jamarcus Russell in his prime could throw it sixty five yards on one knee, right. you know that type of thing. You think of maybe uh maybe a not necessarily a Brady because Brady do a lot of checkdowns, but maybe prime Brady when he used to let his sling. You know Brady had that that rocket on his arm when he when he wanted to show it. But the thing about Peyton is his accuracy. His accuracy was top until like his last year where he threw, like, nine touchdowns and 17 interceptions and it just wasn't there anymore. Like, he he had accuracy and his decision-making was precise, and that's why they called him a sheriff, man. He was, he was amazing. Omaha. 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 Anyway, man, back to not you because that's why we're here. I just knew – I wanted to get you get you your five minutes of sports. You know, I don't Thank you. Wait, I appreciate you, cause, sir. Because I knew you could not help but, but do a little sports talk sitting next to me. So – um. Getting into like, what are you, what are your goals like with with radio? You want to have your own show, but like, how high do you want? Like, what's the highest level you can see yourself doing? Like, you want to call a Super Bowl? Like, I would love to call a Super do? Bowl. I would love to call a Super Bowl. But I've had a dream that I was one day the voice of the Cleveland Browns, like the way Jim Donovan is, and Jim Donovan's a legend. Like Jim Donovan is one of the reasons why I decided to do this because I used to listen to the radio cast is and that's kind of stopped because like when you listen to it and watch it you know what's happening beforehand but when it, when I was like younger I used to listen to Jim Donovan a lot and it's like yo I want to be sitting in that booth calling these games win lose or draw like my fandom for the Browns is crazy it's crazy yeah Jim Donovan can make like a three yard run sound like you know you just like I mean I, I think part of it's because he's been calling deplorable mm-hmm. footballs trying to make mm-hmm. it entertaining for the last Roughly thirty years, you know, right? And, but like, man, like, man, like, it'll be like, oh my god, dude, he plows over two men. He's there, and he's on the second yard line. Yeah, he makes a three yard run sound like a, a like a movie trailer. Like no, it's insane. No. Like it's like it's like, yo, he going, he going late. Let's go. And then it's like, wait, it's three yards, and it's beautiful. It is so beautiful, and it's a shame that well, not necessarily a shame. It is a shame a little bit that him and Deacon won't be together no more. Deacon retire. Um, but what a legendary career uh, Deacon had both on and off the field. And we're definitely going to miss his groans and his his little, uh, and his, mm, oh, my God. Like, we're going to miss that about Doug Deacon. But the next guy that's going to uh, be there next to Jim Donovan, those are going to be big shoes to fill. And the guy who that turns around and ends up replacing Jim Donovan, those are going to be huge shoes to fill. And I will sit back and say this. I would love for that opportunity because if – God, like God willing, I actually get an opportunity like that. I work my way up. I get my opportunity like that. I know I would be hated on for the first five years because I won't be Jim Donovan. No matter how much I be myself, I wouldn't be Jim Donovan. I don't want to be Jim Donovan. I would want to step in those shoes, but also do it my way and my style. I love it. Yeah, that's uh, that's something that I, I actually I still listen to the games on the radio just because I prefer the broadcast usually. Yeah, like it's just like the the p- picture that man paints is just unreal. Uh, so like, uh, what about radio? Like, or you're talking about video a little bit. Like, what would you want to do about that? You know, I'm not totally sure about it to be honest. Um, it's it's one of those things where I'm still kind of exploring it. Like when I came to OMS, it was strictly radio and, and podcasting, and it wasn't really anything else. I kind of 
grew a love for how video works and especially on the production side of it during my time here. The fact that it comes together like a puzzle. Start off with one little piece and you start adding these pieces and maybe you throw in a few surprise pieces here and there. But when the whole project comes together and your vision comes out, how you wanted things to be done, it's unmatched. It really is unmatched. No, I feel the same way, man. That's like how I started. Well, I came in like, and I've been saying this, I said it last week to an instructor, but like since the beginning, I've been so open to doing anything. Like I just like the fact that I'm doing this podcast right now, like I have an opportunity with, uh, oh, it's with uh, Spectrum uh, 23.9. Nice. Uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. They're going to be running this. Uh, you guys are going to be able to hear this weekly, hopefully, if all things go according to plan. Um, I mean, it's just like the amount of opportunities out there. I just talked to one of the career advisors. She told me that like, Dude, your voice is too smooth. You you, you should be talking the news. She's like she, she uh, wants me to make a news demo tape for her to send to a uh, uh, one of the news guys at uh, WTAM. Okay, eleven hundred. Yeah, yeah. And it's just I'm like I, I never even thought of, not for a moment was I'm like yeah do I want to be like spitting the news at people but here I am. No, you do got that voice, homie. Yeah, right, that's what I mean. Like I, I don't think about that. Like people tell me that kind of stuff, but it's like I've just always talked and I've. I used to read a lot of books. I think that's what like makes me articulate. Mm-hmm. So, like, like, dude, I used to crank through at least a book a week. Like, okay, I, I was constantly reading, and like, I mean, so so like your love for sports brought you here. That's awesome. Like the the, the different paths that people take right to getting to where we are right now. Like, like we're we're out, out walking the halls, like helping people. Like we should be getting paid half the time we're here because like facts. We're, we're done. We're done with our work, man. Like, all right, new guy. Here's how you save an MP3. <laughs> oh, man, your levels, yeah, turn them down here. You know, it's, like, unbelievable. Uh, but uh, so kind of moving on a little bit, uh, got any upcoming projects? Any, any big things you got? Any big plans in the Tyrell so big. So big plans is February 12th on NorthCoastUnderground.com. Oh, 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 yeah, write it down, baby. Write it down because on NorthCoastUnderground.com, on North Coast Underground Station, we what I plan on doing is running a three hour Super Bowl preview on technically it is real. It is going to be three hours, nothing but Super Bowl talks, best Super Bowl moments, underrated Super Bowl moments, uh, best Super Bowl games, talking about each team and their journey to the big stage and what I would be thinking about that. We're just going to have a big Super Bowl celebration. It's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. I want to get a couple of people on there to get their opinions and takes and everything like that. You know, like I said, technically it is real. It's a sports and music show, so it's going to be some great music behind it as well. And I went with that format off a mistake. I oh, really yeah. did, yeah. So I, I used to be in the all-sports Cleveland station, and it wasn't working properly. So they was like, hey, go over to North Coast Underground. And then I realized in the middle of my talk break, I'm like, wait, I got this library of music and I do the show by myself. Why not just put the two together? I love music. I love sports. Throw it together. So that was kind of like my thinking behind it. And it's been like that ever since episode eight. That's awesome, man. Hey, uh, you can start talking movies in it and like change it to technically it's real. Like R-E-L. Oh, yeah. You can do a totally separate thing talking movies. Here's well, the thing. Technically, it's real. <laughs> Here's the thing. I'm not a big movie guy. Oh, man. Like, I, I would like, you know how people could just sit there and watch movies for hours on end? I would sit there, like, a movie would have to really captivate me in order for me to just sit there and watch. Like, I, I, and I'm going to give you an example of how bad it is with me. Like, off the top of my head, now I could be very wrong, but off the top of my head, there was a two-year gap where I did not watch any new movie. Any movie that I watched in that two-year span was like movies that I've seen before or wanted to touch upon. Those two movies was Endgame in 2019 and Spider-Man that just came out in December. Wow. That is the two-year gap. 
So you like sports movies then? I, I love sports movies. I love sports. I was Top sick. Five, go. Oh, uh, We Are Marshall, uh, Remember the Titans, you got Coach Carter, you got, uh, I, I will put it up there, Longest Yard, the newer version, and, uh, oh, man. Um, replacements. No. I, I would not. Movie. I would not go with the replacement. You know, <laughs> you know, I can't remember what movie it was called, but it was about Texas Southern. It was a Disney movie, but it was about Texas Southern and their journey through was the whole- animated? No, no, this is this is live action and is is and this is a real story. It's about like them battling through racism and all this other stuff. But they're this underdog school that works their way through the NCAA tournament and then their opponent is Kentucky. And they have to beat Kentucky. They're like massive underdogs and they beat Kentucky. And I'm gonna give you a fun fact about that Kentucky team. There was one guy that is famously known today that was on that Kentucky team. Couldn't tell you. Pat Riley. Really? Yep. Man, it's, it's one of my favorite parts looking into, like, different, like, people's careers. It's, that dude was a – or, like, you ever, like, see, like, coaches during yeah. practice? But, like, I saw um, uh, the Harbaugh – it was Jim or John Harbaugh. Not sure which one. One of them was, like, a very bad quarterback in the NFL. Oh, that was Jim. Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. And he actually led the Colts to an AFC championship That's game appearance. I mean. So funny. But, like, I remember he was in practice. He's, he's got to be in his 50s by then when yeah. I see him do this. He's throwing dimes. Like, yeah. this dude's, like, chucking it, like, 45 down, yards down the field like it's nothing. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's like, insane. It's, like, perfect example of a guy who's, like, he wasn't, an, like, that crazy of an athlete. He right. Wasn't that special, really. It's, it's the same way, like, a lot of people don't realize Phil Jackson played for the Knicks. I didn't know Phil Jackson played yeah, for the Knicks. Yeah, like, Phil Jackson played for the Knicks. Like, a lot, of, a lot of people don't realize that. Like, Doc Rivers used to play for Atlanta. used to play for multiple teams. Um, Everyone knows Steve Kerr played with. Yeah, every, every, everybody knows who Steve <laughs> Kerr played, but it's like it's it's a lot of coaches that used to be in the NBA, and it's the same way with the NFL. Like a lot of people, like Eric Bieniemy. Eric Bieniemy mm-hmm. used to be a running back in the NFL. Like I think, if I'm not mistaken, he used to be a running back for the Philadelphia Eagles, and he actually played with Donovan McNabb. Huh. Yeah, I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, so like it, it, Doug Peterson, head coach of, of the Philly, uh, not actually not former head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles. Quarterback, long-time quarterback. As a matter of fact, he was Brett Favre's backup for the, for the longest. He certainly looked like he was a quarterback. And it, oh, yeah. And if you look at the jersey name and you see that name Peterson on that on our jersey, you know, where they made all the quarterback names and stuff like that, Peterson, that's Doug Peterson. Huh. Wait, Doug Peterson was a quarterback for the Browns? Yes, he was. I had no idea. Yes, he was. My goodness. It's crazy I remember this off the top of my head, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's, no, it's insane. This dude's a uh, sports encyclopedia and hurricanes for some reason too. That was one of the oddest conversations I've ever been a part of. I was sitting there in the room, like it went from sports, and all of a sudden these dudes like t- talked about the last like twenty years of hurricanes and knew every single hurricane. It's like, so you're trying to be the next Al Roker? Is that, is that, is that another <laughs> path that you have? You know what? It is so crazy. If it wasn't a lot of math and science behind it, two things I don't like. I would love to be a meteorologist. I love weather. Even though I got a thing like I got a scary thing for thunderstorms and stuff like that, but I'm so fascinated by like yeah. tornadoes and hurricanes and earthquakes and and thunderstorms and how lightning works and how hail works and all that, all that stuff. I am so fascinated about that stuff. Like I know what to do if I'm stuck on the road during a tornado. You should. I mean, we're close enough to like we're close. Yeah, I, but a lot of people don't realize you're not supposed to go under an overpass. No, you're supposed to go in a ditch. Yeah. And you're supposed to take cover in a pray. ditch and pray, you know. But that's your best bet is to go into a ditch. But a lot of people go to the overpass. Just like the worst place you can be at, a lot of people don't realize this. The worst place you can be at during a tornado is a is a superstore, like a Walmart, a Home Depot, stuff imagine. like that. 
But a lot of people don't think that way. They're like, oh, it's this big structure and everything. But you got to remember, like, it's all those lights. It's all those glass and fixtures and stuff like that. If I would sit back and say this, if there's one place where if a tornado happened, where I will absolutely want to be at, it is a bank. Oh, yeah. Get up in that vault. Yep. Vault's not even going to get picked up. No. The whole building will be gone. No, it's the same bank. way. If you're stuck in a gas station, go to the freezer cooler. That's your best bet because it's the strongest point of the entire structure. This is great. See, see, you didn't even realize that you're doing the thing, the thing this show's about. <laughs> see, this is great. This is natural conversation. I just make people talk about stuff that they didn't even realize that they knew. Right. They didn't even care they knew about. I didn't even have that written down. Just making this up as we go. It's amazing. But uh, <laughs> so meteorology aside, sports aside, what else you got? What else you into, man? Um, you know what? That's that's funny because like I'm into video games, but I'm not hardcore into video games. Like I don't. I'm bad at video games, Me but too. I like video games. Me too. Like, I would sit there and play on Pro, on Madden or something. Like, I don't care. I'm, I'm having fun. I don't care about, you know, competing. If I really wanted, like, the only time I turn up the difficulty is, like, the Super Bowl or something like that. Outside of that, I don't care. I'm trying to get to the Super Bowl. Now, I want to challenge during the Super Bowl. But, uh, you know, I'm into video games. I'm into, uh, you know, just watching TV. And mostly sports like games? You got any other games you play? M- mostly sports, but then, like, I- I'll dip into, like, the Walking Dead, the Telltale games. Oh, uh, games I love great. those games. Um, Minecraft. I love Minecraft. I've been playing Minecraft since, what, I was, like, 15 years old or something like that. I just saw a job on Indeed to be a Minecraft instructor. Oh, that'd be amazing if I knew how to build in Minecraft. <laughs> you're, you're not a redstone kind of guy. You can't, nah, you can't make can't. a complicated ra- railroad system and a windmill. You know, I, I've tried. Stuff. Like I've I've done a pretty good railroad system in my in my uh, little map. Like I got a map where I got like a downtown. I've built like two stadiums. I built a basketball arena and a football did. stadium. <laughs> I'm working on a baseball stadium right now. Um, I've built like a little downtown, but I I got two friends. They are killers at at it. Like they build all these big houses and pyramids and all this stuff. And I'm like, man, how do y'all do that? It is crazy. It is crazy to me. A lot of time, man. I don't like this. Like, see, I'll play it on, like, survival mode. Like, playing, like, hardcore survival mode yeah. Minecraft. Like, where you're, like, put, like literally rubbing sticks together and, like, mm-hmm. hoping for the best. That's what I'm talking about with them. Like, they do it off of survival. They don't, they don't go to creative. They do it off of survival. And they're creating these big cities on survival. And I'm like, how? <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing with me is, like, I can't grind. Like, I used, I used to grind all the time. I used to play, like, MMOs. Like, I used to play RuneScape. Like, yeah. I remember the first million dollars I made on RuneScape was collecting ashes. Mm. There's people that, all right, so for those of you that are unaware, RuneScape's a massively online game. It's, you know, pretty typical RPG. It's got a bunch of levels and stuff like that. And people would sit there and grind out levels by just lighting campfires. And, like, you, you had a, a campfire level. Like, you had to be able to make, like, better campfires and stuff like that. And what would happen is the campfires would go out and they'd leave ashes behind. And me and my one buddy would just sit there collecting all the ashes that people wouldn't pick <laughs> up. Because there's another skill where it was a prayer skill where you could do all these crazy buffs. I'm not going to get into the specifics with it. But people would just buy ashes, too, because they were too lazy to want to, like, gather ashes. Mm-hmm. The way you got it was, like, dum-dums like me and my buddy would sit there and collect all these ashes. And then sell it. And that was the first million dollars I ever made in the wow. game. It's crazy because I, I remember RuneScape, especially when it was it was big when we were kids and stuff like that. Like they still got it going on, but it's not as big as it as it once was. And I never got far in the game because I would always lose my password because my dad was the only one who would like had good internet at the time when when I was a kid. Like my mother didn't have it, my grandmother barely used it. She didn't really have good internet. Like 
So like my dad was only one. I would forget my password every single time, and I and I just make a new account. I I probably got like ten or twelve accounts like just sitting there chilling right now. I I have my account from when I was a kid. Wow. I, we, we like actually for a while. There's a minute where uh, my friends and I were getting kind of kind of serious. We were like teenagers, like sixteen, seventeen, and um, we would uh, we all would go on the same account. So this account was constantly being ran, wow. constantly being leveled. Like we had millions. Millions wow. of dollars in that that game, and uh, we actually wound up selling the account for like two hundred <laughs> bucks to someone. Oh, that's amazing! Yeah, it was it was great. Like we, we split it, we got some pizza. It was it was great because we're like we, we we hadn't even touched it in such a long time, but we had like ten max levels level wow. things, and that was before because now there's like bots and stuff that you can sit there and let your account run. It'll just sit there mining. And what's wow. great is there's this is, the economy of these games is hilarious because there's an economy because it's all player driven. Mm-hmm. Like people decide the prices they're going to pay. And like, there's people who are like giant players on it who will have like a hundred accounts, like a clan. And they're like, let's wreck the stock market on, uh, uh, this specific kind of willow log or something like that. Like we're all going to buy it and we're all going to sell it. We're just yeah. going to wreck the economy. And it, oh God, it's such a cool thing. But, uh, you, you, you playing any games like any online games now? I really don't play online no more. Like, I, I did when I was younger. Like, I don't. I'm not really into it no more, because like it's becoming so microtransaction focused to where now is like it's three times harder to level up compared to like somebody just coming in, spending a lot of money, and then they're just wrecking you. And it's like, yo, I'm better at this game than you, but your technology is so much better because you spent so much money. So I've kind of like stopped. Like even Grand Theft Auto Five, like I was. On a grind with Grand Theft Auto Five, and I just stopped because I got tired of it. Oh man, when GTA Five came out, oh, uh, I, I, I had it for Sony, and they had a big problem with the servers when it first came out. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember like, that. No one could play it for so long, and then like I just logged on one day and it like worked, and they like, sent me like some stupid amount of money in the game. We're like, sorry, servers were down for so long. Like here's some money, and like, oh, man. it was so funny. The, the whole game was just wrecked after that. Like every, like there was like a sub part of us that like literally were the first peoples on the server, and we all got like a million bucks or something, like a significant amount of money. Yeah, at, yeah, at that time for at, GTA Online, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so we all had like the best apartment you can get. We all were like like loaded up like guns and stuff like that. I had an armored Mini Cooper that I could just punch holes in people's like SUVs with. <laughs> like it was the funniest stuff in the world. And like yeah, get get on that point, like. I do a little streaming, and, like, that's, like, the whole thing I have to, like, people will jump on and be like, dude, you're doing that wrong. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I'm bad at this. Like, did you not read the description of my video? It's like, watch me be real bad at video games. You can backseat game all you want. It won't do anything for me. Right. I just told you I'm bad. Like, all the games I play, like, I play, like, card and strategy games because I can, like, sit there and think, I'm a decent chess player, like, because I can sit there and think about it. If I had to sit there and hit the timer, like, you ever see professional chess players play? Yeah. It's crazy. It's a sport almost. Like, like it's the, the mental grind that these guys yeah. go through. There's, oh, my gosh. And being able to do that in so I used, short amount of time. I used to go to high school with this one guy. He was one of the – he still is one of the smartest people I know. And the, the, the crazy thing was, like, we had, a, like, a little chess club. It wasn't, like, an official chess club, but it was, like, you know, hey, we go to this teacher's room. Everybody play chess. We just have a good time. And I'm sitting there playing them. And, I'm, and this is, like, me beginning, but I'm, like, trying to – I've already gotten the groove of it. I'm trying to figure myself out. He beats me in three moves. Oh, yeah. He legitimately moved one pawn and his queen twice and checkmate me. Like, he was one of those guys where if you took a Rubik's Cube, mix it around as many combinations you can, he'll figure it out within a minute. You know, there's a pattern that you follow with 
Rubik's cubes. That would just works every time. It's like a, it's a. I, I used to know it. I, I could do it. Uh, I, I was never able to do it because I just didn't have the patience. There's a pattern that you just keep moving, and you just basically get certain like colors in each position. Those guys just it's muscle memory for them. Yeah, like it's not. They're, they're not smart. Like it's it's like anybody could learn how to do it. Like if you sat there for like two days, I, I guarantee you, you could figure out memorize the pattern to solve in a Rubik's cube. Like that's one of those like the biggest shams I've ever like seen <laughs> in my life is like so many people were like impressed by people finishing these things. Just like anything though. People are like, How did you get so good at guitar? Dude, I've played this guitar more than I've done anything. That's why I'm good at yeah. it. Yeah. It's not there's no magic formula, there's no like magic pill you can take just to be like good at stuff. And that's that's like a weird thing that I've seen develop more and more is just people not wanting to put any kind of work in. And that's why it's like kind of exciting to me, like being aware of that. And like going into an industry like this, and all those dudes at the top, like Jim, you know how hard Jim Donovan had to have worked, how, the, like the the awful games, the, the high school games, the, mm-hmm. the minor league three tiers down, right, the, right, the, the mid Atlantic league games or whatever he called. People just don't want to put the work in. Yeah, it's like uh, it's another like little endeavor that I had. That's the same thing. I don't want to put the the work into playing video games and being good at them anymore. Like, right, I like to very casually play a video game and just be like. I'm done, get like an hour and a half out of it, you know. I'm going to go read a book. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm going to go get better at something. Um, but golly, man. Video games-wise, I mean, it's it really just, like, lately I haven't even really been playing games like that. Like, even like like Madden, I'm not sitting back playing Madden 22. Uh, it sucks. And like, I'm playing Madden 12 still. 12, man. Because, because it's a better Madden. It's a better game. And to me, that's sad. It's ten years later. It's eleven years later. Why? Why is Madden Twelve a better game than Madden Twenty Two? See, I feel like Madden Twenty Two is a better game, but the issues with it overweigh how good that the it other could ones be. were. Yeah, right, right. Like there's so so many just problems. You know, it's just just riddled with like stuff you don't want. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you can't even handle it. Like I, I got uh, an NBA Two K Twenty Two. Yeah, I had to drop like twenty dollars in it just to be able to play it. Like, the way they have, like, the story mode set up, your character starts at, like, 60 overall. Right. If you don't put, put any money in it. used to be worse in the older games. You start off at, like, 49, and you start off as, like, D-League, second straight I used to, love, I, I used to love that grind stuff, though. Yeah. That used to be fun, like, to, like, but it's, crawl your way up. But it's know? so much harder to grind on these newer games because all they want you to do is just spend your money. Yeah. Or even kids, like, hey, kids, go go grab your parents' money and go spend it. Give it to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, and you can't knock these businesses to an extent because, like, most of their revenue now come from microtransactions. Like, they can make NBA 2K22 free. And oh, yeah. they, they'll be perfectly free. Oh, they'll, they'll make just as much money. See, and I would still play it. If I got, like, my franchise, you know, like, because I sit there and just play a franchise. Like, I got a franchise that's, like, 20, like, 26. The mm-hmm. Cavs, I traded there, or not Darius Garland. I traded Con Section immediately. Just, like, I love playing GM. Yeah. That, that's, like, how I get my, my sports fix now, like, I, I'm a, a novice sports fan. Like it, it's it's crazy because I like pay attention to the stats. You know, I'll watch like highlights at this point. But like I'm not sitting down. Like I used to watch every single Guardians game. And I used to watch all of them. I, I used to literally have a stat keeping book that I would. Keep. Wow. Yeah, I was like that. I was one of those dudes that would go to a, go to a game and I'd sit there and have a little notebook mm-hmm. out and I'd, be, and I'd be like looking like watching the umpire. And I'd be like, got that call wrong. Got that call wrong. Like I would see it, see it from the stand. Can't do that anymore, though, man. Micro transaction culture. You know what I blame? I blame Farmville. Remember that game? Oh my god! Remember that game? Yeah, and Facebook was littered with nothing but Farmville Metaverse. at the time. 
Yeah, the metaverse, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> it was the Farmville verse at first. It was, oh, God, I remember that. Yeah. And everybody, and the nonstop invites, of, hey, come check out my farm and all this other crap. I'm like, are you serious? Like, I don't care about that. I can't think of a place where microtransactions were before that. Yeah, that's true. It's Facebook's fault. Thanks, Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, I appreciate you. Man. But anyhow, we got your hobbies. We got, we got some passions. What kind of music do you like? Uh, almost anything. <laughs> Lame. Um, no, I'm not a big country fan, but, you know, you put on Big Green Tractor, I'm going to belt it to the top of my lungs, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, it's objectively good. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. It is. I, I just, I'm one of those people, like, if I like it, it's on a playlist, you know. I do have my favorite artists, like Roosevelt, Kendrick Lamar, uh, Future Islands, um, J. Cole, and, and Kid Cudi, and Drake, and, um, you know, I got my artists. You know, it's a little bit of R&B in there. R&B, you know what I'm saying. Um, lo-fi kind of stuff. Lo-fi, I love lo-fi. You know, I love lo-fi. And, uh, you know, but like like I said, it's just like my two favorite. Yeah, Roosevelt, for one, I, I love his music. You turned me on to Roosevelt. I, I love his music so much. And it's just, it, it's, it's something you can dance to. It's something you can work out with. But it's a real message behind it. And it's about, you know, one's emotions uh, about a certain situation. And it, it can pull me out of any mood. If I'm happy, if I'm sad, if I'm upset, put on some Roosevelt. Same way with Future Islands, which I just discovered them last year. And just I just love their oh, music so much. My girlfriend said thank you for that, by the way. Oh, the Future Islands? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah she, she's been all about it since you showed that to me. <laughs> but, um. Yeah, that's that's great, dude. Like it's it's the same thing with with music. It's, it's it sounds good. It's like it's yeah. objectively good. I like it. Like I don't care. I like I hate when like I show someone a song and they're like, "We got reuse that." Yeah, I don't like that neither. But it's Better. like like there's certain things where I be like I will listen to it openly because like it's like, hey, I want you to check this. I was like out of respect. It's like okay, I'll check it out. And if I like, I go, hey, what's the name of that song? And I put it right on my playlist. Yeah. Like like uh, Luke Combs' "Beer Never Broke My Heart." Never, <laughs> never heard of it till Thanksgiving Day where he's playing it in Dallas. And I'm like, what song is that? They're like, you never heard this song? I was like, I don't listen to country. So, no, I don't. I have never heard this song. And I put it in my playlist because I got a playlist on Spotify called Medium Rare. Medium Rare. It's legitimately <laughs> songs that I like from genres that I don't like. So it's like, and it just, it, so it's a mix of things. It's country, it's stuff from the 60s, it's stuff from the 70s. It's just all these different types of music just thrown in medium rare. Medium rare. Why, why medium rare? Because, uh, you know, it's rare that I will listen to a song like that, and I like medium rare steak. Okay. I was, just <laughs> chat, I was making sure that, like, it wasn't some kind of, like, knock on medium rare steaks. I'm like, how do you eat your steak if that's not? Like, oh, it's medium rare. That's how you're supposed to. At the most, medium yeah, at that. the most. Like dry steak. Exactly. Yeah, people who eat well-done steaks, congratulations. Here's your tennis shoe. Hey, that's a good segue. Uh, food. 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 Favorite food, steak, hands food, down. Question mark. <laughs> steak, hands down. Uh, best my, meal you've ever had. Um, my, I wouldn't say, I don't know if I would say best, but my favorite is steak, medium rare steak, some shrimp, uh, rice, sauteed mushrooms, onions, broccoli. But yeah, like give me, give me an example. Like what, what is the best iteration of that that you've ever had? Um. Oh, that's that's tough because my mother does why, why does a great job with it. Okay, your um, mom, Texas Roadhouse, Longhorn. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I I do I cook a pretty good mean steak myself. I say so. You know, I I I, 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 I sometimes miss my mark with the timing a little bit, but overall, I do a pretty good steak. I have my butter sauce with my basil and stuff like that, and they're ready to go and and everything like that. So, um, 
you know, I, I, best rendition probably my mother's because my mother know, knows how I like my steak and then she'll just, you know, something about her cooking. I'm like, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> no one cooks better than mom. So. Amen. Have you ever actually had like an expensive steak? One, I'm 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 broke, oh, yeah, <laughs> so so I've always seen steak as like expensive and kind of like a prize. You know, what I'm saying right. it's like hard work. But I have had, and I kid you not, I was at Lock Keepers over there across across from yours truly over there, Independence and Rockside. I legitimately had a fifty five dollar steak from there, and I almost had a heart attack. <laughs> like I was like, the steak is what now? And I went, okay, I'll take it. <laughs> And, I, and when I saw that bill, I was like, oof, I shouldn't have taken that steak. How was it? I could have got a better steak at Longhorn. Oh, man. All right. I, I could have got a better steak at Longhorn. All right. So first of all, Lock Keeper's not a steak place. Like, it's a fancy restaurant place. Yeah. It's kind of overpriced food. You're paying more for the experience. Correct. No no shame. It's good food. Solid food. Oh, yeah. It's good you food. Know, it's a beautiful venue. You know, it's great. Right by, right I never by had, the canal and stuff. Right. I never had polenta until I went there, which is like. Cornmeal, something. Yeah, it's kind of weird. It's golden. It, to me, it's, it's it looks nice. <laughs> to me, it's thicker, seasoned differently. Grits. Yep. To me, <laughs> rich people grits. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, all right, man. Like, I'm not sponsored or anything by these people, but like, I gotta take you to Delmonico's sometime. I've always wanted to try Delmonico's. I, I, I. All right, my my girlfriend was a vegetarian. I took her there. Because uh, she was a pescatarian, sorry. So she'd eat fish and stuff like that. Yeah. She's starting to get into eating chicken and, you know, that kind yeah. of thing again. I'm like, you know what? It's her for her birthday. I, I, I was, like, thinking about it. Like, I, I made the reservations. I'm like, I'm going to cancel these. Like, this doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like, you know, it's, but, like, I wanted to take her to a, a nicer restaurant and stuff like that. And I, like, take her there. And she's like, oh, you took me to the – oh, yeah, that's why. Because uh, she will um, – she would commit war crimes for some lobster bisque. Mm. Like – Lobster like, bisque is amazing. All I've ever heard about is like radio ads and such like that. Uh, that they have some of the best lobster bisque you can get outside of like going to like Maine or something like that. Yeah. Uh, which I've had lobster bisque in. All right, this is the, I'm, I'll finish the story. But like, hit me if I don't like <laughs> go into the other. Uh, there was another tangent after this. I was going to go okay. into and remind me. But um, so I take her to Delmonico's and uh, she's very happy. She's like, I can't believe you know this fancy restaurant. Right. <laughs> Do we have the money for this? Like kind of thing. I'm like, yeah, you know, I got. It. I saved up. And uh, I, I kid you not, the steak I had literally melted in my mouth, oh. which I didn't think was real. I thought, I'm like, that's dramatic. Like, that doesn't happen. Like, that, that's like, that's silly. That doesn't sound real. Like, how right. does, how does, how does meat, steak Like, I melt. chew my steak. You know, you enjoy it. You have to eat it for a while. You know, that's what's fun about it. But, like, I kid you not, like, I blackened. For those of you who don't know, blackened is like Cajun seasoning with blue cheese usually. My God. Mm. I, I do. I'm, I'm like kidding. I've never had food almost bring me to tears. I almost cried. When food brings you to tears, it's a beautiful thing to behold. I like. I couldn't believe it. And like my pescatarian, recently eating chicken. My girlfriend ordered steak. She gets steak medallions and a lobster tail, mm. and she eats that steak. And same thing with her. And she has eaten meat since, wow. since that meal. Like, wow. Like it's not a regular thing. And she like she won't eat pigs because pigs are friends. Yeah. You ever hang out with a pig? No, I have not. You've never hung out with a pig? No, I have not. you ever hang out with any bar animals? I have very rarely have. Like I, cool, I love man. I love goats. I love goats. Yeah, I um, want a goat. I do, too. I love goats, and I, 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 I like horses as well. Yeah, you know. dude, but, like, what's Cows. insane, mammals, like, like, except for, like, the killy-killy mammals, like, a wolf doesn't really want to hang out with you unless yeah. they've been around people. Like, they love pets, but, like, you hang out with a cow, like, co- I, like crazy thing, like, and I'm sure you've, like, 
looked in and like their dogs have literally evolved to mm. be around. Like they look up and have bigger eyes when they look up because of people. Like they don't do that to each other really. Like there, there's a lot of like things that are cool with like animals living super closely to people for a long yeah. time. Like they get humanized. Like dude, if you get a chance, go pet a cow. Like it'll make you feel weird about eating steaks, but cows are great, man. Like they'll they'll oh, hang yeah. out with you. They're just like big dogs. They're like big dogs, man. Like like they're insanely big dogs. Right, like, right. Oh man, I like I went to this. This is one of the. This is, there's been a few moments in my life where I'm like I can't eat meat anymore. I can't do it, man. This is so beautiful. Like I went to this uh, farm. I believe it was in Colorado. It was on one of the trips I took at some point. It's Colorado, LA. It was those trips we were talking about earlier where right. it rained. Uh, on one of the days it didn't rain, uh, we went to this place where they would rescue animals from, like, factory farming places. Oh. Uh, so a lot of these animals were all genetically modified. And, like, people don't know, uh, a lot of time they genetically modify animals to grow insanely quickly to basically be, like, ready to eat quicker. Uh, and they sl- the plan is to slaughter them, like, within, like, two, three years of them being alive. And a lot of these farms get busted up because they don't usually treat the animals super well. Um, and they would, they had some of these animals that were genetically modified there. There's this cow that was literally 10 feet tall and like, it was insane, but like, it was the coolest cow Ten ever. Feet? I'm not kidding. It wow. was as tall as me laying down on the ground. Wow. It was taller than me. It was, I'm, I'm not even, I'm probably about six feet tall. This thing was taller than me sitting on the ground. Oh man. That's, ooh, that's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy to see. I go over and I'm like, Pat, I'm being nice. I'm like rubbing its ears, like making little cow noises at me. Yeah. And this lady who works there comes on. He's like, she's like, hey, you see how big that cow is? Like, it loves hugs. And then she just like fell over on it. And oh, the cow man. started like like rubbing on her and stuff. And like, <laughs> oh, it was great. Uh, but that wasn't the tangent I meant to go on. The tangent before the tangent, before the other tangent. Yeah, it was the, 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 main, the main lobster. Yeah, it was about food. So um, thank you for reminding me because it was kind of gone. If you're in an area, you gotta eat the food that they're famous. For. Oh yeah, yeah. Like when I went down to Memphis a few years ago, I had that barbecue. The barbecue was fantastic. It's unreal. Yeah, it, it is. It makes you not like barbecue, like right. up here and stuff like that. Oh, it, oh, absolutely. Like, um, like Savannah. Like you gotta get. Um, I'm trying to pronounce it correctly. It's it's called conch. Conch? Yeah. Yeah, conch. Get, like, some conch. Like the snails? snails? Yeah, the stuff. Like, yeah. It's, it, I forgot what it is off the top of my head, but it's like something to do with But it's it's like this food or whatever that they eat down there a lot. And when we go down to Savannah, it's like we load up on it. Like, we eat it a lot there. And then we'll bring some back because yeah, we can't like get it up here. Is yeah. that what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah, there's, I'm pretty sure that's snails. Is it? I never knew what the heck I was eating. They say, "Hey, try this." I was like, "Yeah, this is delicious." It's good, yeah. I yeah, mean, I've had conch before, plenty. If if that uh, it's either a shellfish or a snail, it's basically yeah. the same thing. Like snails are just land like selfish. My my shellfish. my uh, my grandfather on my on my father's side, he used to live down in Louisiana. We went down there when I was like seven or eight years old. Had some gumbo and and all the different type of Louisiana cuisines down there. It was delicious. But I tell you a funny story about that trip, real quick, if you don't mind. I do um, mind, but I'll let it slide this time. Are you sure, sir? Yeah. I mean, it's my <laughs> podcast, but, you know, whatever. You're the guest. Do what you want to do. Yeah, sure. You know, sarcastic. Anyway, um, no, there was there was my, my, my grandfather used to have a, a small little farm down there. So he would, like, legitimately cook his meat fresh, fresh. And I am a fan of chitlins when done correctly. Those were the worst chitlins I've ever had in my entire <laughs> life. I legitimately looked at my father, who, which those are the only chitlins I'll eat from, is my father. And I looked at him and I said, do I got to eat this? <laughs> and he was like, no. <laughs> oh, my gosh. 
I had a, a kind of similar story about that. Um, old, old, old family friend of ours. It was like a family that grew like up side by side by uh, my mom and our uncle. They were essentially family, you know. They, uh, the mother of that family, Carol, she's got a farm. And uh, we went there. We were, it was one of those instances where I was playing with animals, you know, chasing chickens around. It's like, I, would, I want a farm at some point. Like, if I'm ever, like, well-to-do and I have, like, five years I got to kill, I'm buying a farm. I'm going to be mm-hmm. a farmer for a while because that is good, honest work. Like, I like working hard. But, like, I, I, all right, so I, I wouldn't want to, like, work in a factory breaking my back like lifting the same piece of Correct. metal over and over again. Someone's like, hey, man, you want to help me build, like, one deck? I'll be like, heck, yeah, that sounds like a blast. Like, I, I love doing that kind of work. Yeah. Like, that's kind of very, very similar to how, like, farm stuff goes. It's like I got to build a fence or I got to fix my fence. But, like, it's not like I'm a fence builder. Right. I, would, I would hate to do that. But I'm cool with, like, doing repetitive tasks with animals. Like, I've worked with animals most of my life. Like, I've been, like, I've worked. You guys can't see, but I'm covered in scars. From all the dogs who've bit me and various animals who've scratched me and like yeah. all stuff like that and like that's just I, I like that interaction like we're, like communicating with something that can't just straight up talk to you, mm-hmm. like, which is crazy because I'm trying to go into like the communications industry <laughs> where I'm very vocal and I'm very you know th- my job is to be as articulate and to the point as I can be. But I love that interaction with animals. Yeah, so I'm on Cheryl's farm playing with all these animals. The first cow I've ever actually played with and realized cows are fun to play with. I uh, go inside. Cheryl's like, yeah, you have fun playing with that cow? I'm like, yeah. And she's like, well, she's yours. I'm like, Mom, we can't have a cow. Like, we live in Cleveland. Like, we live off of Bosworth. Like, we don't, <laughs> we, we don't got room for a cow. And she's like, no, no, no. That's your cow. Like, that's, like, you guys are going to be able to eat that cow. I'm like, and, like, I'm, I'm young. I'm, like, four or five. I, I think this is when I was introduced to mortality <laughs> and that things had to die for me to eat them. That is the worst way to experience that. Yeah. And, man, I was sobbing into that steak I was eating. I'll tell you what. But, boy, that, was that steak was good. Wasn't good it? meat. Like, that, that, that totally brought me back from, like, I was like, I'm a vegetarian. And then we got it. My mom's like, it's steak. You know, it's really good. And, like, if you ever can be involved with buying a part of a cow, do it all day, every day, mm. especially for when it's like a, a good raised cow. I mean, she treated the cow great. It had a great life and everything. But boy, oh boy, being a five-year-old and having to look at a cow in the eyes and say goodbye to it and know that you're saying goodbye to it. For good yeah. and about Not to for eat good. It. Like, yeah, for a week later I was eating that thing. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we're getting kind of cl- up against it a little bit, so we'll kind of kind of bring it back into a little bit, uh, kind of back into you, kind of why we're into the show uh, we went off on our tangent about us talking about things that we had no business talking about. I'm not a farmer. I'm not. Uh, are you a food expert? Am I a food expert? Yeah. <sighs> no. No, not you're not. Shut up. Don't, don't even consider you. Hey, I love food. Yeah, you love food, but yeah. you're not a cook. No, no. Yeah, I, 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 I used to cook for a living. I used to, but not anymore. All right. But you're not an expert at cooking. Correct. I did not, not go to culinary school. Music. Correct. We're, we're, we don't, we don't got any of that. Closest thing we could say we're experts at, or we're really you more than me, because you're doing a lot more than me, is the broadcast thing. So we're going to kind of kind of bring it back. That's how we're going to end it. So uh, how, how can people hear you? How, uh, how can they hear Technically It's Real? You can hear Technically It Is Real on NorthCoastUnderground.com. And if you hit Listen Live, just hit North Coast Underground. That is the live version of that. You can also type, go into Google, type in Google Podcast, and click the link to leave you to Google Podcast. Type in Technically It Is Real. Also, Anchor, if you go to anchor.fm, you can type in Technically It Is Real. There it is right there. And also on Spotify, 
as well. And I am trying to get on Pandora as well right now. Go. So uh, you got social media handles. If anyone wants to like, reach you or anything. Oh yes. Uh, so if you just follow uh, the official, technically it is real Twitter page at T I R underscore five nine. That is in all caps. Um, you just follow that there. You can also follow me on Twitter at Tyrell W Jackson one. That is my official uh, Twitter personal page, personal professional page. No, it is not. I wish it was, but that is the official one. You're hearing it from the horse's mouth. That one as well. Gotcha, man. Um, is there anything you want to say to the people listening out there? Uh, you know, it's just been fun, Greg. This has been absolutely fun, and I, I've had a great time on this podcast. Um, you know, it's just it's just great, and you know, people listen to this and everything like that. I hope they get some type of knowledge and you know, on different things, and we talked about a lot of things. It's amazing. Yeah, that's, that's kind of the plan with it. That's and you're, you're to be honest, you're you're kind of the trial run with it. Most of it's just been me rambling, little ten minute snippets of me just trying to fill in time. A lot easier to do with another oh, yeah. person, huh? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, and that's one of the reasons why I went to the music side, too, because the playing a track legitimately bought me time. Like, it's a little cheat code behind it. The cheat code? Yeah, it's a cheat code. Oh, look at that callback. <laughs> We're talking about video games. Yeah. And you call it back. Wow. Up, down, left, right. Up, down, left, right. Okay. <laughs> See? Down, down, left. Oh, my gosh. You done? Yeah, allegedly. Right. Get out here. <laughs> thanks for thanks for coming in, man. Hey, no problem. I appreciate yeah. the time and appreciate it a lot. Yeah, we'll have you on. Yeah. Allegedly. <laughs>